What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know just a little bit more about people, passions, in all things business. Today, I have Miss Prince sitting right across the way, and we're getting ready to talk about her two businesses and her journey in entrepreneurship. But to start off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mr. Adam. Fantastic. Uh, pleasure for you to be here. Um, for the audience that maybe doesn't know who you are, how would you describe yourself hmm first I love the Lord mm. so everything I do I can do all things through him mm. through Christ it strengthens me that's number one amen after that I go I was very fortunate to be born in a family of educators and of course as you know I'm an educator myself mm. and that has really um I guess you can say somewhat carried my journey to where I am now. And even with the businesses that I enjoy doing, there's still education. If I'm doing a flower arrangement, I find myself wanting to tell somebody how to make it, what these flowers mm. are. I'm like, they don't want to know that. They just <laughs> want their flowers. Yeah. But I want to teach it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm working with my book, of course I want to let everybody know all students can learn but they all don't learn in the same way. Mm. You have to differentiate learning and you got to reach them before you teach them. And I, I just, and that's teaching too. So everything is all education from mom and dad who still lives. My mom is 85, retired mm. elementary school teacher. My dad was my first boss as a teacher. Mm. He's a retired principal mm. and I worked for him for my first five years. Who, who, is, who is he? William George mm. Jr. from Metter, mm. and he taught, he was um middle school, started out being an ag teacher, and of course he retired as a as a principal, mm. and when I first, on my teaching journey, he hired me for the first five years. That's really cool. Tough, but I think. Was it tough? That was a solid foundation. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to build your house on a solid foundation, if not, it'll just, ooh, wash away. That's right. Um. What grades did you teach? Yeah, I started out teaching a unique class of eight grade. It was like a special skills class, but sometimes you have to just start from somewhere. Then I went back to school, got my certification in the areas of middle grades, mm -hmm. four through eight grade. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started teaching subjects of any any area. Mm -hmm. When you're in a small town like Meadow, everything's better, you teach everything because you're in a small school, small setting. But once I got to William James, James. Once I got to William James, the greatest school all over the world. Anyway, <laughs> that's where I, it, it, my you, I, you had to teach in your um, certified area, which was actually social studies and language arts, mm -hmm. and so I did that. And I tell a total of thirty three point, um, well thirty point seven seven eight years. That's what I retired with. However, unfortunately, 
I went back to school, finished my doctorate in 2020, mm-hmm. and I am teaching at Georgia Southern now. You are? I teach teachers. Wow. I have 47 on my roster this semester, and I love teaching my teachers. You do? Yes. What's the What's the thing that has kept you in this uh, industry? And I'm, I'm actually super excited to have you on the show oh, because um, you, I don't get the opportunity, you know, the the the... Uh, podcast is really meant for entrepreneurs, yes. um, but your passion—I can see it right from the moment that you know oh, we met. Yes. It's, it's you. You have a deep uh, passion for what it is that you do. That is correct. Um, so, so with this, you know, I guess what about teaching has just really like made it. And how early did you find it? This well, it's so interesting. I didn't start out wanting to be a teacher. Okay, interesting, isn't yes. it? All of this teaching, I because my mom was a teacher, my dad was a teacher, my auntie was a teacher, my uncle was a teacher. Everybody was a teacher, right? And I needed to change it. Mm. That was just too much. Was, too much of the same ch- thing. I needed to be the catalyst yeah. of change. Yeah. So I started out with a degree in. Um, marketing. Oh, you did? Yes. And then I didn't like that. I was accounting and marketing. Ooh, numbers. Uh-huh. You know, unless I'm counting how many uh, French fries in, the, in my <laughs> pack or, you know, something like that. Oh, that was just not for me. So then I, I but I've always loved fashion. Mm. I, I, I sew. I took home ed classes. I've always loved designing. Mm. And that's when I said, you know, I think I'm going to change my major. I was at West Georgia College at the time. And my dad was like, you know, my father's very tough with money. So here I am at West Georgia, which is in Carrollton. I want to come back to Georgia Southern because West Georgia did not offer home economics. Mm -hmm. And Georgia Southern did. And I was like, if I come back home, plus it was so far, I don't really like to be that far from home. It was a great way to get back. I majored in home economics, fashion and design. Okay. But I didn't want to necessarily do all that sewing because I am a, I find myself, uh, I may be a little, I don't like to say AD. Yeah. It's but okay. I can be hyper about sure, stuff. Sure. I don't necessarily want to follow a pattern. And sometimes in those things, you got to follow certain patterns. I love to sew by just cutting it out. I like somebody to say, oh, I just, I did costume designing for a play called The Black Nativity that was over here at the theater for for several years. Yeah. I didn't use nothing but some newspaper and cut a pattern. I mean, made everything. Yeah, just yeah. one because I love design. So I got a chance to design costumes that way. Well, with flowers, my mama being a garden club of loving flowers like she does, um, it was not hard for me to switch to not necessarily change my skills. Of it's still design. Design, There's right? The element it's the of same art. principles. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, the same principles design. It just went from the clothing to the flowers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it goes back and forth a little bit. And that's that creativity. I was born with. Grandmother was a twin. My grandmother died at 96. She and her twin sister both died. At 96. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. And they were, and that's another thing I hadn't talked about. I'm a musician also. So grandmother was a musician and she played by, you know, by ear. And I took piano, but I learned to play by ear from my grandmother. Um, She was creative. 
She mm. would take popcorn and make her things on the Christmas tree. And I think that all that creativity just flows throughout my my system. And yeah. I just love creating. That's great. Yeah. And, then, and then now you've kind of like taken that and turned it into a business. Right. I, I still have the question of how did you drop? How did you get to the point of teaching? So, you know, you, you got your... I didn't like it, right? You know, yeah, I wasn't going like to do it. Wasn't what I, you it wasn't doing. that I hated teaching. It was just that I wanted to be well, everybody the catalyst else was doing of change it. in my family. Sure, sure. And my feet started hurting one night in Atlanta, Georgia at Marietta Trade Center. I was working you for wor- a retail <laughs> store called Fashion Book. Okay. Yes. And I wanted to... I was not... I'm not, I'm not the one that just want to... I know you have to be have patience, but in that I had a degree from Georgia Southern. I wanted to move up, so it was like, okay, I'm just kind of keep applying. Yeah. At first, I was Macy's. Then I said, oh, I want to go into management. I saw this little ad, fashion bug, assistant manager. That's what I want. So I applied for that, got it. Oh, it didn't take long. When people didn't show up at work, mm. you had to work their shift. Because the store had to stay open. I found myself working 13 hours sometime. I was like, oh, no. There had to be something better than this. Why were were people not showing up? Because I guess, you know, that's why some people decided they have an excuse of not showing up. I'm not going to work today. Whatever people make excuses do it. And I guess they didn't have a passion for that type of job. But you still got to keep the store open. And I worked it. I realized my feet. I am not doing this. Yeah. I have, there has to be something different. But uniquely, that almost to the point where I was saying, I got to have a breakthrough. I will never forget it was a Friday. I was sitting at my desk doing the opening like you do in the early morning time, sitting there thinking, there must be something different. The phone rang. I answered the phone, my phone, and it was my dad. And he said, I really had a situation, a teacher had to be dismissed because of a unique trick that was played. He didn't do anything wrong, but he was accused. He said, I had to dismiss this teacher. And I know you were talking about you being kind of tired and you want to do something different. He said, I have an opening, Mm. but I need you to be here Monday morning. Uh Dad, I got to move back home. Oh my, I'm in Atlanta. You want the job? Let me know. I I thought, I said, well, let me think about it. Mm. Only took a minute. Called him right back. Dad, I take the job. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like, okay, this is my way to get out of here. Yeah. And I didn't look back. I have so, loved it ever since. So that's uh, a unique part of this. Is, But you weren't looking for that. Were you looking to come back I was Home looking for something else to get out of that retail industry. And I knew education was, well, I told you my whole family did it. So it had to be something good about it. Sure. Security somewhere. But you originally you were not educated to be a teacher. I did not get a degree mm-hmm. in education. Gotcha. I sure and, didn't. I had to go back to school. And then you went back to school while you were there. And so, stop. so when you came, came like where, uh, where, what were you doing okay. in the school? When I came back, uh, he he actually came and picked me up. In he did? Truck. He did. Thanks, Dad. That's right. <laughs> He's awesome. He's 88, but you would think that joke of 48. He really? Amazing. Great <laughs> energy? Now. Yes. Great. Wow. But anyway, he picked me up that weekend. 
because I had to be in work, be at his school on that Monday. I had to work under provisional. You could work even even now under provisional certificates. That's where you got to have a principal, administrator that needs somebody and they'll hire you, but they're hiring you almost kind of like on a probationary. Uh, so that's what the hire was. And it's called provisional. Mm. And that's how I was able to get it under that. And so, of course, with that in mind, I started seeking Georgia Southern because I knew they had a pilot program called Project Teach Bell South. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Van Dusen, I remember being a part of this program. And what he was seeking for, I just know God had this worked out for me. Mm. Because he was seeking for, number one, there was my dad giving me a phone call. I didn't even have to apply for some teaching job. Yeah, I just get a phone call saying, do you want a job? Yeah, And then... Here I am there needing to get back in school so I can get certified. There's a program, a pilot program at Georgia Southern Mm. saying we're looking for people that want to be teachers, but you can't have a degree in education. Yeah. That's you. That's me. (laughs) We'll pay you to go back to school. That's you. And get your certification. (laughs) I mean, how can you? That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's just kind of like you. Yeah. Where did you come in my life at, Mr. Adam? Mm. See, that's just how that good prayer life brings people like Mr. Adam in my life. I appreciate it. Look where I am today. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. (laughs) But that's how that, and of course, I didn't look back in education. But think about me. Once I start, I've always loved to learn. How how long have you been in the restaurant? Oh, sorry, not restaurant. How long oh, have you been in the? You don't the... want me to cook biscuits? No. Okay. Uh, we can. I know uh, how to crack the can. <laughs> pop, 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 biz, biz. What uh? <laughs> how long? How long have now? you been teaching? I've you actually teach been teaching over thirty three years. Over thirty three years. But I retired at thirty point seven seven eight years. Uh-huh. And now, don't ask me about the seven seven eight. It's just that. When I called Miss BJ at the board office, I said, how many more years I got? Uh-huh. And she said, Felicia, after this year, you will have 29. I call her the next year. How many I got now? Well, Felicia, after this year, you will have 30.778. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I raised my hand. i take those. Yeah. And I, um, I love that because I really wanted... After a while, after my 15th year, I guess, I realized that I was using all my talents. Yeah. My writing. Yeah. My love for books, my love for music, my love for fashion in my classroom. Yeah. My classroom was social studies, but we were like Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. I say Iraq, Uh. Iran, Afghanistan because I was a musician. Sure. So I had a keyboard in my room every day. Uh, Australia is a country. Australia is a continent. Spell it. A-U-S-T-R-A-L-I-A. Spell it again now. Love that. I mean, I could rap everything. I had a young lady the other day when we were outside to the um, expo, and she came to my church. She said, I heard... I heard your business was here. When I said, I know her. She was my teacher. You had, you know, I did the venue area. She came back and she said, you are the reason I'm an entrepreneur. Love that. Because I did, I created a unit in sixth grade social studies. It worked perfect because I had to teach economics or economy. What better way to teach that with having kids to create their own business? business. And she created a cupcake shop. And she, from that cupcake shop, now she came to visit me. She makes jewelry. Nice. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. And she said, you're the reason. Because 
you turned me on to that. You motivated me when I was in your class to say, I can own my own business. You know, I think it's such a breath of fresh air. I think, you know, uh, teaching and education, I remember so often, you know, there would be uh, classrooms that are stuffy, right? Like, it's like, hey, <laughs> like, beautiful word. you know, we, we, we are kind of not, uh, it's not, I'm falling asleep in, at, at my desk. Yes, I, I, I cannot imagine that there's anybody falling asleep in your class. I will let them know we don't fall asleep up in here, up in here. So, so why do you think, uh, you you were able to do that. How were you able to use that system to really break through to the students, right? Because what I see here is that you're making it exciting. You're making it fun. Because I have, I believe that as a motivator, if if I want to motivate students to learn, I first have to be a motiv motivator mm. myself, and. I love to serve. Mm -hmm. So I have all these things that I truly love. My dad always tell me, yeah, that's why you do so much, because you love everything you do. <laughs> I really do. Mm -hmm. I love a whole lot that I do. And also, even when I go through grief, mm -hmm. I find what gets me out of it, my God, and my motivation. Yeah. My husband, Sally, passed away mm -hmm. in 2011. Um Awesome son. He's a sports journalist. He does this. He has a podcast. Yeah. Two dudes with sports news. And okay. He's all into a little it. shout out. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> you know, he's a he's roll tie. He's yeah. in Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Rocking and rolling. Uh -huh. And I'm so happy for him. And has his master's in sports journalism. Loves this stuff. But I just know that whenever I went through grief or anything or whatever, when when lemons were thrown at me. Yeah. I would turn. I would squeeze them thing. Yeah, lemonade. <laughs> make it, make lemonade. it. Yeah. Even if I don't use real sugar, a little yeah. substitute, whatever. Hey, throw some. And that's how I've always been. Yeah. I'm not going to see that glass half empty. Yeah, I'm gonna see it half full. Yeah. I'm a positive person. Yeah. I, I, that's why I, the book is so powerful for me that I've written, because no one can tell me differently that all students can't learn. I know they can. I know they can't. And I know a lot of the things we talk about in school here, administrators time all over the world, you know, we look, we hear about struggling kids. We hear about kids struggled after the pandemic. We hear about the reading scores. That, a lot of it is, Mr. Adam, they are not motivated. Yes. If you put something to make them motivated, they will learn your stuff. And this anyway, is what this book is about. That's what that book so, does. So, it, tell, it tells that story. Of? Of how I utilize the class store to draw attention. What they say, you can leave a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Sure. Oh man, I was making him drink. Because what I look at is, I can teach social studies. I know you have to learn this, but I need something to capture your attention. Mm -hmm. So when you walk in my classroom, you are already captivated. Mm -hmm. So I use this store. Now, I got excited about the story. It's in my book from my son, the sports journalist, my nephew's son, who's a public health administrator up in Con Connecticut, mm -hmm. rocking and rolling up there. Um, he even do some baseball stuff with commentating himself. But... We will go to places like Dave and Buster's Clubhouse. Yeah, you play them arcade games. You get those long tickets. That's right. Yeah. Well, 
that was exciting to me. I got that little fun person in me. I love that thing. My ticket roll may not have been as long as others, but, man, I could look over there and see kids big. Me, and then you didn't just get the tickets and take them to the to Napoleon Park but go home. No, you took the tickets to a counter, a place like a store, and you redeemed them mm -hmm. for prizes. Sure. Now, if that was exciting for children, adults, especially me, why not putting something like that in your school building, in your sure. classroom? Make it work. We accept tickets, not cash. We count tickets, not cash. I, I got to do this. So yeah. I took it back to William James. I was reluctant about just saying the whole school. I, I, because I know a lot of times the first thing we get into is, well, where are we going to get the money from? Sure. That's oftentimes a problem. A a actually, that's oftentimes a problem for entrepreneurs as well. I know. I have that problem. <laughs> but anyway, in this case, I didn't see. I said, I am going to. This is going to work. Mm -hmm. I know this is motivational. No, this is not. But then I did see social studies in it. Because as I did the store, see, social studies, that's why I said you can't cancel culture. When I hear people, cancel culture. How you going to cancel culture? Our body is a culture. Our life is a culture. Our birthday is a culture. We're, we, are, we are cultural people. You can't cancel culture. I know what they're trying to say, but you can't cancel culture. Mm. It's what our way of life. Yeah. So I was a social studies teacher. So I don't think I did was put that story in there. I could teach everything. I could teach how economy. I had to teach economy anyway. My standards say I had to teach that. So taught it using a store. Kids do great things. They received a paycheck. What are they called? Tickets. Mm -hmm. And they gather up their tickets. And, and, and when I could afford it, I buy all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have a store opening. That's awesome. And they could shop with their tickets. It worked. Kids did great in my class. What, what, it worked. How do, you, how, do you, how do you define work? Like, like when you say what? it worked. But you don't want to know the, oh, you don't want the definitions that's in the book. Because well, work is a pop movement. Anyway, when I say work... I saw students wanting to be in the classroom. Wanted, I've had students to say, I was not coming to school today. And I'm in I'm the six-block class. I'm the last class of the day. But we could not miss your class. So I came anyway so he can get all the way or she can get the six-block. It it drove, it was a driving point. It was a desire. But it was not so much of, because what happens, sadly, those that don't don't want to buy into it, they only see one thing. You're bribing kids. Mm -hmm. You're giving them stuff. That doesn't work. How is that going to bring out their intrinsic behavior? That's extrinsic behavior. Mm. I have a lot of negativism from a, a lot of people. Not just people, but people the, that you would think would want to motivate students to learn. So let's think about this for a so second. So I just throw it at them, don't you get a paycheck? Yeah. And they say, that's not the same thing. And I'm saying, well, yes, it is. <laughs> so this, this concept of administering tickets, I'm assuming that the tickets were given out because they were either doing their work or something of that nature? It's like or? you get a paycheck. You won't get it if you don't do the work. But so you br br brought that mechanism yes. into kind of like the classroom. And you have to teach it. 
Sure. So they would, did not experience it until they or, were orientated on day one, mm-hmm. how the system worked. Would you reward uh, like eight, like uh, a grade on a paper? Like what, did really A's tr- equal three or like and B equals two or some like two tickets? Was, was that the kind of like mechanism? It was. Because all students can learn, but remember, they don't all learn in the same way. So let's say if these children who work hard could not even make an A, Mm -hmm. they would not ever get a ticket Mm -hmm. if I had it based on that grading Type of scale. So it wasn't that. It's almost like in the Bible talks about 10% or more, but 10%. Well, my 10% may be only $10, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it was the scripture. The woman gave what she had. That's not what you, I'm rewarding. So, so the reason why I'm asking this is I'm, I'm curious as the, like, cause you've created, what you did was you created economy inside of your classroom. It was truly economy. Right. Kids and so, learn to save. Yes. Kids. Oh, that's awesome. I dealt with all, name an issue. I can tell you it works with the class store. I mean, even down to stealing. mm Kids would say, or people would say, well, what you going to do about kids will steal stuff from the store? Did you see trades happening? Were they trading tickets? Would you, if you made a paycheck, Mr. Allen, and I know you're an entrepreneur, when you pay your employee, let's say you got an employee by the name of uh, Lori. When you pay Lori, do you worry if she take her check and give it to the neighbor? That's not my issue. Whose issue is it? That's her money. When you receive your ticket, so people were trading inside the class. If they if they wanted to help each other, and that also taught another. Don't we give to charity? We do. That taught kids. Now there was also some tough love, because I can remember hearing several little girls. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not gonna give you my tickets mm. because you know that lady told you to be quiet. You lost your ticket. See, there was a system for. You could lose your tickets. I I find this fascinating because I actually went through a program like this uh, in Quest. So uh, during Quest, we actually, you know, were able to kind of like have money, build our own store. Stock market. Did you do the stock market game? We did the stock market Mm -hmm. game as well. So great mechanism. I I just so do you envision the class store being a mechanism that can should be applied throughout the entirety of the school, or do you see that as mainly like, hey, like this is a module? It could be wonderful, but is it hard work? Yes. More management. It's very much. I'm not gonna tell anybody, but is it hard work? To motivate students? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You just don't jump out of bed and do this. It's not like, you know, well, you run, you throw up a cup of water in the air and run under it and say, I took a shower. Yeah. Got to do a little bit more. You know? Yeah. So, yes, anything creative can be more challenging than just traditionally do it nine to five and go home or three or eight to three. And that's it. Yes, there's more work. It's more challenging. So I would, I would advise. It, the store may not be for every teacher, yeah, every school, but the key to the store is the love, mm. the care. I care enough for you. I want you to learn. I want you to grow. So I'm going to add this this uniqueness. You may just do a star chart, mm-hmm. but if you teach, you get these stars, you'll earn these stars. And after the end of the week, you get a lollipop. That's motivation. Mm-hmm. It's about motivating. You may not do the full-blown store, 
but you do something to let them know. Who who is the book written towards? Like who who do you think needs to read this book? I really want teachers, but hold it. When I say that, parents will say, "Oh yeah, teachers will really." benefit from this book and i said you're right because you're your child's first teacher mm. so really parents as well <laughs> that's right because they're their children's first teacher so are you saying that that same system could be implemented at Most home definitely. as well i had a um opportunity to be out in meta they had a reading activity going on in meta a few weeks ago and i was kids standing by my table yeah and we were working the class store now, I had three little kids who worked it until the reading night was already over. We were going, it was growing darker. These three little kids were still working the tickets. Mm-hmm. They were still just going for it. Going for it. Now, mom and dad are both educators. Dad is actually a principal. The And there was a little sister, like about five years old, then the little boy who was about 10 years old and another little sister about 12 but they were working it and so those kids words were like oh man I'm telling my grandma about this I'm gonna tell my auntie about it because it was motivational that's what I see lacking in our schools motivation but but let's yeah touch on this point which is like you know does it have application at home because I think it could potentially be argued that well, should you be paid for your chores? Should, yeah. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because th- this saying. is a very safe structure but on top job of that. Children have. I'm Adults not sure. have a job. Sure. Most of them go to a place to work, whether sure. it's Walmart or the doctor's office sure. or whatever. What are children's jobs? Mm. And why can't they be rewarded? So you're saying that they should be rewarded with cash? Oh, we don't do cash. We do tickets. So I like the ticketing system. And the, the reason and why... it I'm, doesn't have to be tickets. It can be a star wall. Sure. It could be a check. But there needs to be some sort of like that need, item that... I am an incentive queen, mm-hmm. and I don't mind telling the world. I believe in it. Why? Because God so loved the world, he gave. Mm-hmm. If he gave his only son, why we can't give? Yeah. And that's what I find in my book. In the first of my book, talk about give. Yeah, it's more blessed to give than receive. Mm. It's all about that. We should be giving our service to people all the time. Yeah, we may be entrepreneurs, but who are we feeding? Mm-hmm. Who are we helping? Mm-hmm. Who are we clothing? Mm-hmm. It's always should be about serving others. So it depends on a person's mindset. That's why I say a lot of teachers disagree with the system. Mm-hmm. Because they figure, oh, you're paying them, mm. and I'm thinking, well, you get a paycheck. Oh, it's not the same. It's the same. But if I don't, if, you, well, the if early, your mind doesn't want to change to say, oh yeah, it, it is the same. I can't do it. Well, I that. think that the 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 point here the is that is there. Yes, it, it actually is beneficial for the child to go ahead and work through those systems and understand their behavior with a monetary value before the actual monetary value comes right so like having a ticket uh-huh. system they're going to understand like how they interact with this these and tickets. it all and think about it how did mom get the tickets to give to you she sure. had to buy them sure how did she buy them she had to have money where she get money from working yeah 
said, oh, when you when you sit here and just actually analyze it, dissect it, it always wound up. That's a fascinating program. It always when, when did you uh, actually sit down and write the book? I finished the book 2019. It was published. Got you. I think it's been written for years. It's just been there. But when I finally retired in 2019, I settled down from the teaching at the middle school, still finishing up my doctorate, mm-hmm. but I wrote the book before I even finished my dissertation. Yeah. So yes, um, I, I I just had needed to get it out there. Yeah. But then I kind of dropped the ball on it because I finished my doctorate, dropped the ball on it and picked up flowers oh. because I needed to find a way to make some money. Sure. And I knew that I could design. I love to design. And I just kind of put the book aside for what reason I should not. It's always been on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And, but you still got to promote it. Sure. Even though the promotion there, aspect of it. You still got is... to do something. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, I never had a book signing. Yeah. I just put it aside. And then I realized student loans got to be paid. Yeah. I always said, when I was told by a principal before I finished my doctorate, he said, you're going back to school to finish a doctorate. You'll never pay for that. I'm like, yes, I will. I'm writing books. Mm. Well, it came to my mind a few weeks ago. Remember, you were writing books. Why are you stressing? You don't, you're going to pay for that student loan. How did you say you're going to write books? You've already written a book. Why are you not promoting your book? Mm. And that's why I picked it back up and have been going for force. Because not only do I need, I, I would love to sell 100000 mm-hmm. I believe I will. Uh-huh. But it's a message that the world needs to hear. There's every child in the world, every person in the world. I could, even even if you are work, workers, adults can benefit from this. I mean, I can go into a breeze in Stratton mm-hmm. and teach the system. Sure. Because it's a system. It's not just you getting tickets, but it's a system. It's in the book because there's a consequence system. So you can't just, because there's one with your paycheck. Yeah. You don't work, you don't get paid. Yeah. Or if you do some crazy stuff, you got to spend your money. For instance, one of the things I talk about uh, to share with the kids to help them really realize that because I've had teachers say, well, how are you going to give them a treat and then take it from them? No, no, no. You say I'm taking it. I'm not. They are paying their bills. Mm. Because if they said they knew from the beginning. Now, if you say the word shut up, it costs 25 tickets. Every time I hear you say it. Yeah. If you talk, you know, it just constantly, it may cost you 10 tickets. I mean, I had everything down. Everything has, it's in the book. Sure. So they already knew this. So if you do these things and I find that you've done these things, you just got to pay your bills. Let me, let me. You let don't me, shop. Take yeah, pay bills. Let me ask you something. That's life. <laughs> be, be, because that's a, that's a super fair system. How do you deal with corruption? Good. So, so. For you, I mean, you are a loving person that mm-hmm. is there to basically uh, provide value for your students. And that, I think, is a very important element in order to make this system work. But if the person that's at the top is not just and is not pure, I see a lot of danger coming from a system like this in which the person at the top then does not 
is not responsible to in providing the experience for everybody else. So when you mean corrupt top, are you talking about administrator? No, or I'm talking about teacher? the person that's that's at like facilitating. Right? Like let's say that I am. I was to implement this in one of my businesses because I saw the value mm -hmm. of trying to motivate people using. So you're at using. the top. Yes. And you're, you and, have a corrupt mindset. I have a corrupt mindset. I'm How not... would you do that? If Okay, notice you say your business. Sure. Your business design is to make money, right? Correct. So you need employees. Mm -hmm. So you're, you have a system in place to pay them, correct? Correct. This is the same thing. It is, but there's more. I think I feel like there could be potentially a little bit more manipulation coming from the top because this is a system that is not regulated with money and and cash and that sort of thing. There's all these regulations that are there, but when there's no like uh, governing body that really kind of like is overseeing it, it becomes a little bit challenging for implementation with again going back to because if you stay on the same stay on that same same road of how you handle employees mm -hmm. you're gonna find some of the very same concepts so if you are the now if you're interested in doing this for your employees you want to do a ticket system and a paycheck system mm-hmm is that what I'm hearing yes, you saying? Yes. So you want to, okay. So as a CEO, you like a ticket system. Yeah, or a star system. We actually like we actually deploy a star system in both restaurants right now. Well, how does that work? It works well. Or, and I'm sure you're not the manipulator. You're not the top. No, no. Well, you, I, well, I'm just asking. Just as, well, as, you know what? Somebody who because you implement this right, sure. And you're probably comfortable doing it, correct? I am. A corrupt person may not, that may not be his or her mm. forte. Mm -hmm. Because they may just say, I'm already giving them a paycheck. Yeah. I'm not doing no star thing. I think that, and that's what I see a lot of times, even with children. A lot of kids have not because we as adults just erase them out the whole picture because we want to find something that make, well... And kids are struggling. They're suffering. Yeah. But why? It's easy to give them the book. Mm. Take the book and here's a worksheet. Yeah. Or here's a computer. Yeah. But there are great computer programs, but where's the teacher? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Oh, where Where's the teacher at? I mean, I, I dealt with a young lady the other day was talking about she's struggling in one of her classes. Mm -hmm. But they, I said, well, what do you all do? How how do, how how is your daily schedule? Well, you come in, you get your laptop. That's it. Mm. Everything on the laptop is a program for you. Beautiful system. But still, where's the teacher? Yeah, that makes sense. So corrupt people, and that's, and then that's, this is another thing. Life. Kids need to learn. Adults will learn. I don't care how beautiful your system, even in a paycheck. You can pay somebody $100 an hour, and some of them will still manipulate the system. Mm -hmm. That's just life. Mm -hmm. So you, that's part of the risk-taking. Mm. That happens. Yeah. Um. So lovely kind of like story behind the book, Uh. you know, 
it's on Amazon. You said Barnes and Nobles if people yeah, want to buy it. Most time I really try to push the Amazon. Now you can buy it from me. Okay. Also. How do they how do they how do they get in touch with you? My phone number okay. is all Which over is, Facebook. Uh-huh. 912 Nice. I'm all over Facebook. I'm all over that's what I thought we were gonna also talk about. Yep. How can I get my I have a TikTok. Sure. I have a YouTube. Sure. I have LinkedIn. I have I'm I mean, I got all the social medias. Sure. They're just my own put together thing and I just need somebody who can help me to polish it. Understood. And <laughs> talk to me so we we, we uh brushed on the book. Uh talk to me about the flower business. So, well, you got a chance to see some of my work the other absolutely, day. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. You've seen some others. Um, I don't know if you ref- reflect back when Nick did his book signing. I did an arrangement, mm. a couple of them in that room. That's right. For that event. Um, flowers. Mm. I love them. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I just love flowers. I, I, I would love to be able to. Right now, one of the things that I do every Friday is teach a floor class. Mm-hmm. Where's that at? To fifth graders That's at awesome. Meadow Elementary School. I'm finding, and because my goal is to really see to to motivate students to want to be floors, mm. to want to enjoy flowers, the environment, to want to love giving, serving others, and I tremendously see a need for that at a younger age mm-hmm. and these children have been really excited about designing i just wish i could just show you all their pictures i'd be so excited and they'd be really into it they just love their arrangements they get a chance to take it with them up and down the hall here they go with their arrangement in their hand and their books but they have it on the bus in the car and then i'll have parents to say i got flowers today Cause they're really beautiful, and I try to ask. I get my wholesaler to bring the most beautiful roses and flowers for kids. So we teach the principles of design, but we also talk about you can do this. You How can start your business? I, you know, uh, in terms of motivation, I think yes. that you you are so adept at being able to pull the best out of people. What advice would you have for entrepreneurs that are working with a team, that are are building a team, and how do they do that, right? Because I think ultimately that is the the meat of it, is your passion, right, is there where you want to kind of like help. But how do do we do that as a, a leader to our team members? I love that question. Because uh, as a consultant myself, I love consulting. I always had a desire. That's why I say I love everything. To go into businesses. I, I share with people all the time. What I do in my package, I can go into any business around the world and teach them about motivation. Mm. I can go. I would love to go to a, a NFL football team. Let me go in there. Mm. And I know there's Dion doing his thing. Let, 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 let's let's actually have a conversation about him. Oh man, I would love. I love the stuff because that's what it is. You know what's now, wi- you know what's wild? Like for me, what's wild about him is that this is actually not his first career. Well, see, I'm more close to his age, too. Well, what I'm just saying. That's what I love about it, it, because I've known him since he's been out there, because he's, uh, I believe he's 56. Uh Uh-huh. 
he's either 56, 57, and I'm 58. But how many so, how yes. many people like have the career that he has, and, and then just like okay, like I'm done, you I'm have finished. To have, there, I'm telling you, there's some things we cannot. I, I, my my slogan is I can do it, I can do it, I will do it. But we also have to face going back to reality. There are some people will not just get it. Mm. We all are different creatures. That's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. That's why as a restaurant owner, and I can use this, sometimes I use this in a <laughs> workshop, and I usually use places like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. Oh, let's not do that I anymore. Can use, uh, yours. Let's start using saucy shrimp and soy Okay. Yeah. Sausage. Yeah. You have it in your store. Yeah. Why you just don't have only sausage? Variety. Why? Because people, not everybody likes sausage. There you go. That's the main concept. So you got, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go That's, ahead. My, my doctorate is in the area of differentiated instruction. Sure. Now, when you deal with differentiation, when you're differentiating instruction, some people look at it and say, oh, it just means different. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. It's, it does mean different, but it, but it goes into more, as you say, variety. It goes into a choice. Then you want to differentiate based on the readiness level. See, your restaurant, you said, mm, sausage is good, and I know sausage will be great, and I love sausage, but I know that somebody's readiness level may not be ready for sausage. Sure. They may need uh, some chicken. Sure. So you have to think on that line of where people are. That's that differentiation part, that readiness. Meet me at my readiness level and move me beyond there. Then see, you may not, you may have started off with sausage or chicken and now you've added shrimp to it. Because mm -hmm. you're finding that, okay, they like the sausage. So back to the motivation part. I study people. I study children. I have, it's a something inside myself you have to have, um, we can't always teach those skills. Sometimes you have something that's within, but I tremendously believe it starts at younger ages. That's why I love teaching K through fifth grade teachers, because a lot of the stuff that's going to dictate that little kid or going to work that little child is going to come from that One young age. Five. I just did some research yesterday, which I've known for years. But birth to three years old, man, that's the most crucial age of all. If you're not working it, if you're not teaching, those little kids are ready to learn. I also did a survey of looking at kids, African-American kids versus uh, Caucasian kids and uh, Hispanic kids and Asian kids. I did some research on that because I wanted to know what happens sometimes. Mm. And it was talking about when kids are born, they're born being, they're just bored. You know, it's just where they are taught certain mm -hmm. things. But they all have likes and dislikes and care and cry and they go through the same same thing. Where does the change take place? Usually with a person, a human, dictating something differently. Yeah. So in that motivation, it starts in the attitude. Mm -hmm. It starts in the inside. And you have to have, but sometimes you need something to say, like an athlete said one time, I hated school, but I got a degree. Well, why you get a degree? Because I love to play football. 
And if I had to go to school, I couldn't have played. Yeah. Sometimes you need that extrinsic to help bring out the intrinsic. Mm. So with a business owner who said, my employees are just not motivated to work, I'm going to look at what you're packaging. Mm. I mean, what are you doing? Are you saying, are you standing at the door when they walk in and say, good morning, Suzanne? Girl, I like the way your hair looks. Oh, look at you today. Mm. Suzanne, she bad. Suzanne, are you playing a little music? It changed music? the vibe. A little music going on in there, you know? Yeah. Are we having a little birthday celebration on Friday for doctors? Are we having a... You got to come up with things to make them want to enjoy being there. Mm. Motivation. Love yeah. it. Well, Dr. Prince. <laughs> you don't have to change that. I don't have to change? Hey, bye Felicia. I'm Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Prince, it was it. an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, I think I've learned so much about kind of your your story and so fascinated by the projects that you're Arthur working Flores, on now. Flores, Arthur, yes. All of his Yes. Let's package. just drop a, what, how do we people uh, find you? It's uh, uh, Designs by Felicia's Forest. I have a website. Yeah. Designsbyfelicia.com. Okay. That's one way. Okay. You'll find my phone number there. Okay. And then my book is The Class Store by Felicia George Prince. It's okay. on Amazon. Okay. I'm all over Facebook. Yeah. Pictures galore. Okay. And, of course, I taught half of Statesboro. Uh-huh. <laughs> so a lot of you all are my students. Yes. I taught half of Miller. Yeah. So it's not hard to find me. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. For your time. Yes, I appreciate that. It's been great. It's awesome. Thank you. I cannot believe I experienced this today. <laughs> this was an unexpected blessing. Hallelujah. That's what we like. <laughs> cool.